So, we recorded an entire episode, <laughs> except I lied when I said that we recorded it. That was a lie. She's a liar. I feel like that's a really creepy way to start <laughs> this off. All right, let's do it. Let's 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 do that intro. Let's do an intro like it's an intro. Like intro oops, like we've sorry. never introed before. Because we have actually never introed before. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brick Aiello. And I'm Haley White. And this is Dead Folks. Is it a world? Is it a well? Is it a building or a bridge? Sometimes it's hard for me to tell what fucking structure even is. So maybe we maybe we start by telling people what this is. This is about death and loss and comedy. Great combo. Is it about comedy? Well, we hope it's funny. We're playing high and loose with that term. <laughs> okay, so then we should say it's about death and loss and... And we think we're funny. And we think we are <laughs> hilarious. That's fair. That's honest. I'm, yeah. And I feel good about being honest. And we want you to know right up front that, yeah, that this isn't A, true, true crime. crime. B, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> A, this is just about regular death, not fun, exciting death. And Stop B, it, we're call. averagely funny. Were you, I feel like in my brain, you think that even average is a is, is, bit of a compliment. Is, we're, we're being a little okay. kind to ourselves, but that's okay. You know what? The world isn't going to be kind to us. Hey, we can be kind to it's ourselves. It's the year of Lizzo. Let's be kind to ourselves. I'm pretty damn funny. I'm going to say it. Oh, that's good. I don't know that I will be pretty damn funny on this podcast no. because what I'll probably do is tear up a lot, but truth. And I'll lose my train of thought a lot because that that's happens to me. Because we've decided to talk today briefly or pseudo briefly about um, the holidays and how they're transformed. No. What is happening? Sorry. <laughs> So I'm not sure if you got this from the entire exchange that just happened with <laughs> Kyle from CMAC who came in, but we are recording the first episode. Oh, I thought we were just going to not have an intro episode. We're just not going to do an intro episode? Nobody cares who we are, H-Bear. People don't care. <laughs> Lindsay knows who you are. Everything she wants to know about me, she already knows. Who else is listening? <laughs> So we, we're just going to skip episode one and start with episode two. That's what I thought. I mean. I mean, at this point, I feel like we should it's just. kind of creative. At okay. this point, I feel like we should just stop and start over whatever we're going to do. Because we've already gone down the train to one place so far. Well, at this point, like at least people will know why we're starting our entire series with an episode, episode that is two. so specific and episode not one two. that like lays out the groundwork for who we are and what we're doing. Oh, is that what you thought we did the first time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, s since nobody can hear it, this is what I'm going to say. Uh -huh. I think it's the best conversation we ever had. And I think it's a damn shame the world will never hear it. You know, that's it's hard to argue with that sort of well-reasoned explanation yeah so so what i'm saying is though you can't bottle lightning no hey of Bear. course so let's 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 be crazy literally and start when you, with episode two when you list it just put two i'm going to and people are going to be like where is episode one wait who are these people <laughs> everyone everyone in the world <laughs> i hope i'm wrong you have right. little faith i just want to say i really do sincerely hope that i am all the way wrong and you are all the way right so do I. And I feel like <laughs> for the many people 
the mm. dozens and dozens and mm. dozens of people who are listening, mm. the angel in this situation is Haley's voice. So, you know, and, and the devil is, is Brooke. Wow. I, mean, I just wanted people to know that, that I'm the naive optimist dreamer and you are the practical, uh, heartbreaking realist. You should know anybody who knows me right now just died that you described me as practical or a realist. And that I described me as <laughs> optimist. But that's okay, because you know what? The dozens of people who don't know us are just going to take it at face value. Yeah. So, just And be like, why aren't you talking about dead people or... Or true crime. Or true crime. Okay, so um, I, I'm i going to talk about dead people because it's yeah. on my heart right now. Well, th- that's really convenient because that's what the <laughs> show is about. So. <laughs> Why are you so mean? Um, and I'm also going to talk about holidays. Yeah. So let's do it. Holidays and a little bit anniversaries, too. And dead too. people. They go hand in hand <laughs> like cemeteries and exorbitant <laughs> hidden fees. <laughs> I don't know. My mom was cremated. But I'm oh, I mean, they had like it's cheaper. It's cheaper. My dad had all, you know, he had all this weird insurance for it. Mm. They're very responsible. Mm. Fucking boomers. Okay, boomer. My mom got buried and it was pricey. I know. I remember you guys telling me about it. But let's talk about the... uh, 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 The holidays. The holidays. That are... That many many are are approaching. Yeah. So the thing about holidays is it affects all holidays. It's not just like like the winter like nostalgic holidays. This is like anniversaries, birthdays, like death anniversaries. The death anniversaries are weird. Yeah. Uh, For me, that's the strangest thing. And and her birthday. Mm -hmm. And just just random memories. Like I feel like it ties to everything. Like even like when I go to school, I'm in a grad program now that I entered after my mom died and that I used a lot of my inheritance for and like even those dates are tied up because you know the money is tied up in her and the decision to go back to school is tied up in losing her that those become significant. Oh yeah I used my inheritance to produce Hedda Gabler for myself. So anytime you think of like that when Hedda Gabler comes back up on your Facebook memories it's like everything becomes significant. Yeah it's so true especially so my mom died November 5th and we just had my mom's death anniversary. we were talking about how I didn't notice it right away and then I did notice it and how weird it um but I was upset and I didn't know why and then when I noticed it it all kind of clicked together but I do remember especially that first set of holidays yeah after my mom passed we spent the first Thanksgiving after my mom died writing her obituary as a family that's bizarre it's very bizarre it's extraordinarily bizarre it was a group effort. Like, it took some group think to get it done. I was just going to say, like, is that like a pre-dinner activity or is it like everybody's stuff with turkey? It was the, post, with, it was the post-dinner and, activity yeah. and I wanted to go home and I... A nap. I wanted to go <laughs> home and I didn't want to have a conversation anymore uh, about it. And I knew I couldn't leave it to get done by the other members of my family. So I, I made us do it together. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember if it was there or not my ex-husband i divorced him shortly after my mom died we talked about that in the brilliant first episode that was, was lost the best to time podcast episode ever not recorded ever yeah ever lost to the annals of history yeah anyhow i wanted to get past it but the thing that is i think so interesting is my mother had a pretty i mean had a pretty fucked up childhood and so did my dad god bless and she used to her mom died close to the holidays when she was 12 13 and she used to make the holidays such a fucking nightmare 
the level of nightmare my mom would make the holidays. I remember, like, the first, this is why I'm thinking of it, mm. the first Christmas that and I were together, we did Christmas Day at my mom's house, and we'd stayed the night before, and we woke up having breakfast, and my mom is just so mad. She's literally screaming about the fact that my dad didn't set up the surround sound the night before. And then she just starts lashing out on everyone. And this is his first experience in my family. <laughs> and then Joe, I don't think, I don't remember if Joe was even dating Beth at the time, but he walks in, he's like, are you guys just fucking sitting there letting her scream at you? Get up and leave the table. <laughs> like he was so, like it was so profoundly miserable. And that's just one of the many, many instances of my mother being awful at the holidays. And that's because nobody ever, and she never took the time to realize, oh, hey, this huge anniversary of my mom dying always fucks with me. I know I'm going to see a therapist and really kind of drill down into that. No, 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 no. My mother said, I feel uncomfortable. I would like to drink all the drinks. Also, I do not like my daughter. <laughs> but she was also great. I think she gave me a car that year, too, her old car. I love that that's just a button. <laughs> she was awful, and I'm going to talk about that for 10 minutes. But also, I got a car out of her. <laughs> I know, but did you ever feel that way with your mom? Yeah, of course. I, my mom, in the in the episode that shall not be <laughs> named, we talked about that, that my relationship with my mom while she was live was certainly a lot of different a range of emotions. And then after she passed... Um, all of the emotions mm. from ranging from some relief. A lot of that, that relief comes from just seeing her lose her cognitive abilities and, and be really sick with cancer and mm. be miserable at the end of her life and know that she was out of pain, but also some relief from some of the, some of that tension that was there that her and I could never figure out a way to quite navigate um and not just her and I, but my sister and her and, 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 you know, other people too. There's, the the holidays it's it's an interesting subject because I think there are some there's new levels of sadness but there's also some appreciation I think that you feel for the people who are left that and what it does for the people not to get into all the stuff that we had talked about last time but my sister and I are not super close to that side of the family at least generically speaking in terms of like them as a whole because there was a lot of conflict between my sister and I and her um, and. And, I, you know, ideals that they share as a group of people that that we don't necessarily identify with them being very evangelical Christian types. And so for a long time, when we were estranged from her before she got sick, we I, we weren't even going. We weren't even celebrating holidays on that side of the family. Mm -hmm. And then we would go with her during her illness. And there was always just this weird tension and, and, and us not necessarily being the daughters they thought we should be and, and us not being comfortable around them and them not necessarily being comfortable. You know, my sister would bring her wife. and But then after my mom died, th there's, there's a new energy there that is, I think, on all sides a little more simplified. Mm. Um, I truly feel that side of the family... I can love them and just realize we're different sorts of people and that I don't necessarily need them or want them in my day-to-day -day life. And I think maybe they feel the same about me, but um, seeing them a couple times a year and in this space where there are th there's like a mirror that has my mom's name on it. There, there are things there that I can look around and, and I have these totems that are direct connections to her. 
And um, I know I'm obviously that for many of them. I mean, I have her face more and more the older I get that they're it's good seeing these people, you know, that I used to focus so much on the differences. And and I think now there's like this unifying thing in her and our grief of our loss for her that I think connects us in a way that that we didn't have before. I will say that my favorite thing about holidays now is that they're so incredibly low-key. Like, for me, they're almost no stress. Now, I don't host because I'm not domestic and I don't have a place large enough and Joe and Beth have a kid and a home and my dad still lives in our childhood home. And all your family's in Visalia. And they're in Visalia, so what are they going to do? Come up here? Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I just kind of bring a couple dishes down, hang out, eat. I don't even help with the dishes. Sorry, Beth and Joe. <laughs> and then, you know, I head back up. Um, last year, I brought my son, Prospero the cat, down <laughs> to meet everybody. But I won't this year because Joe and Beth got a dog. But they're just, they're not stressful. Yeah. Like, they're, it used to just be so much angst involved. Yeah. I will say, though, that as much as there's no stress, a lot of the things I used to love are also not there yeah. anymore. We never eat on the china any longer. That was like my mom's big thing. Uh, we never, like the house is never decorated anymore. That yeah. was her big thing. It's, so there's there's good and there's bad. But I think that what I'm getting to is it's remarkable how holidays are forever transformed. Shifted. Yeah. And how it's yet another thing about how the world has shifted. And then you realize... Like for my mom and my dad, they had that shift before they even had kids. You know, like they had, they've already had that shift and they had it really. I mean, my poor mom's stupidly young. Well, I think it, anytime there's, you know, unions, weddings, births, death, it's, it's a constant reshift. You know, I, I mean, yeah. as a kid, you know, that happens when your grandparents die and then you don't have their place to go to anymore if they're like the host or um, if, if family members get sick and can't travel. Yeah. And that, with my family my parents got divorced they got divorced when I was an adult I was I think I was 26 when they oh, wow. finally got divorced for some reason I always thought it was younger I was younger they they separated for a bit and got back together and then mm. but um, my mom same thing just the house was always decorated during the holidays you know any holiday uh, America is so good at being being like you need these pillows you need these candles you need the, I would this, like to you need to, to change out your paintings yes, on your and, wall and please please display this pilgrim and Native American <laughs> Yeah, that's like the sound of me internally screaming. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, But for me, I just my mom and I always had a complicated relationship. And I think there was like stuff she loved. I just like to spite her couldn't love. Mm. And, you know, also I I have my things with greed and 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 materialism and also with Christianity. And so to me, I was just like, who cares about Christmas? I was one of those people who's like save the Christmas music till the last second and I don't want to hear it in stores and but now what's weird is ever since she died it's like this nostalgia for her that makes me I'm I'm like newly into Christmas it's so weird I gotta say it is weird because when I first met Haley she hated (laughs) all things Christmas I love Christmas I love the holidays I love the chestnuts on a roasting fire actually I don't have you ever had a roasted chestnut I, I imagine they're like it's, hazelnuts when they're it's like just not as good it's just yeah. not as good as you want it to be mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> I love Christmas me and my mom both love Christmas we like decorating for things I loved it Haley ever since I knew her has hated Christmas yeah. and used to get mad <laughs> when she would get in my car and the Christmas music would be on do you remember that no I don't oh she would get 
Man. <laughs> We'd have to change it. She was so anti-Christmas. We'd want to have Christmas parties, and she'd be like, I don't even know why. But mm. now she's like a she's like a little she's like a little elf, ladies and gentlemen. And by ladies and gentlemen, I mean Lindsay. I'm never gonna be like full. Well, I never say never. I, I feel You're like a little elf like. I, I feel like the one thing I've learned since this big loss is that um, you can't know anything about anything. So, 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 so maybe I will be, but I, I just feel like I've, I've come a little more closer to it. I, I, I still don't really like buy gifts for everybody or anything like that. And you know, who can afford to do that? I, why do people, I, I, I don't think any of us can and everybody does. And it, that, that's the kind of things that baffles me. I think what's funny is like the more accepting I'm becoming of Christmas currently, the more like my hatred of Thanksgiving is coming out and like trying to just trying to reframe some of these other holidays. Can you describe my face right now? I'm sorry. Are you very pro Thanksgiving? I mean, this is n- new information to me. I mean, do, but did you see my gut reaction? Tell yeah, them. You, you Tell Lindsay what I looked like. You looked incredibly offended. Oh, no, mostly sad. Oh, Thanksgiving so. is m- maybe for a long time it was my absolute favorite holiday, and you know why? I think it's because my mom hated it. You know why? <laughs> we used to go up and spend it with my dad's family, and my mom hated my dad's family. So hated of course it. you loved it. I mean, I love them. Well, first of all, they're great people. Like I still love them. I have cousins my age. It, it was like in the foothills like gold country we used to run around and do crazy stuff i don't know why my mom i mean i do know why my mom hated it so much because she was uncomfortable and they were kind of mean to her and she Mm -hmm. was mean to them and they were all mean to each other and dad just let everyone be mean to her because he that's kind of his mo but i loved it and now i'm talking to you i'm realizing i think that was why (laughs) (laughs) because it was just always such a big family gathering it was lovely like that Fourth of July was like that too, when when we were young. Not so much now, obviously. Um, as far as a holiday on its own, you know, whatever. I, I'm just talking more becoming aware of kind of the cultural implications of yes, yes, of it no. It's problematic. Yeah. Well, everything is. I know, but you're right. I, it shouldn't be celebrated. But isn't it nice though to have? Okay, so I love the idea of celebrating gratitude for that's sure. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and, I do. And eating. <laughs> I just love the idea that we sell. There's a whole holiday where literally the whole point of the holiday is to have a giant feast. But And I come from a long line. Like, I, 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 there's not really good cooks on any side of my family. None oh. of us are really. It's very, very average white food, no matter what family event I'm going at with either side of the family. So oh, that's part of it, know. I think, because the food is amazing at the Ayala holidays. Oh. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. See, that might that might influence my opinion on any holiday. Yeah. We, we could really just make a podcast about eating. Well, yeah. What did you do? Uh, I'm curious. Did you find the first round of holidays more difficult than the second round of holidays? Or so, so I found the first year after losing my mom and I had some subsequent losses that year it Mm. was just like some hits kept coming I was in such a fog I was so not I was in a this like half world Mm. and um so I don't really remember a whole lot and then I feel like the following year is when like I had made all of these changes because I just completely blew up my life. I I quit my job and I decided to go back to school and get my MFA and I had just moved and um, just lots of different stuff. My sister had kind of a similar reaction. And so 
there were just tons of changes. And then the second year was when I was awake to like just being in all these new spaces and the permanence of her being gone really settled in. You know, everyone says time heals all wounds. And in some ways, sure, it's very it's a very different hurt. But like it's almost like in some ways things get worse and in some ways things get. But that's what's so weird about mm. grief is I think there's like all these juxtapositions yes. of emotions that happen with it. And that's the stuff people don't talk about is like all these different layers are operating. You feel better. You feel worse. And like yeah. everything just gets wider and more expansive and, and you, difficult to explain to people who don't know what you're talking about. But then to other people who have lived it, they're they're like, yes, I'm experiencing the same thing. I do remember it was so much more difficult the second year. Of course, the first year was so much of right, just right after it. I mean, November fifth, and then and then it wasn't until like this the the second round of holidays that I was able to feel the loss of her. Mm-hmm just really acutely was very aware of that and I had done a similar thing the year after my mother died I blew up my life I divorced my husband I quit a job I they say that's very common um, what's the book it's not dead mom's club it is the one which is uh, was going to be what we were going to call this I'll I'll have to bring the book that said especially with mother-daughter relationships Mm. that it is incredibly common for people, it makes sense. It totally you would just makes sense. Reevaluate everything you're doing. And you know, I want to say this too. When you talked about just every, everything is more, I have felt myself inhabit a space of limitlessness. Yeah. That I never. I totally get that. Ever couldn't have felt while my mom was there. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, I I don't think I could consciously say, oh, my mom was holding me back in any way. It's just the way, it's just having gone th- through I think it. it's the loss. I don't think it's, I mean, obviously you have to have the, the life of the person to yeah. make you feel that heavy of a loss. But it's the loss that just wakens you up to what else is around you that you don't see Yeah. W- without it. I, and I think, too, about, that was one of the reasons I think I was finally able to get a divorce. I just remember saying to somebody, like, what? It's going to be worse than my mom dying from alcoholism? Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially because I was so uncomfortable with the amount that my ex-husband was drinking. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, it almost felt like, well, I either watch him drink himself to death or I get out now. Because mm-hmm. there's a finite number of people I can watch drink themselves to death in my life. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it's just so interesting. It, it makes uh, some things less scary. And then my sister and I had a, our quote is, what even is life? I think I'm going <laughs> to actually, she wrote a song about it. And yeah. I think that might be our, I'll use that as the theme song. But things get stupid. Like you're yeah. like, what is, what, what even is the point of any of this? But then the stuff that does seem to matter matters way, way more. more the stuff that used to matter a little and you're like maybe this is stupid like afterwards you're like oh no it's totally stupid I'm not wasting any more time and there's part of me that I wonder because the closer I get to age 40 I wonder am am I starting to feel these things just because I'm entering like a, a different space in my life it's middle age like I don't want to admit that because um, I don't I feel like a child if you ever say that to me again <laughs> while I'm sitting across from you I'll get up I will leave this room with if I call us middle age with the headphones on but if we're being quite literal, right, 40, 
Can you describe my face right now? <laughs> you look horrified. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Is it may- I totally. Maybe, is there, is wait, there another? Wait, do you know I'm ripping off my favorite murder from that? When I say uh, that? <laughs> I, I should have known that. Thank you, Karen and George. I'm big, big fans of both of them. Sorry, I, like you saying that, and the truth of it was pretty horrific. And let me tell you, all these like beautiful centered revelations you're having, <laughs> they actually have nothing to do with turning forty because I'm turning forty and I'm having none of those revelations. I don't think that's true. I think you have some revelations sometimes. I'll, that I'll revelate you if you're not <laughs> careful. No, like no. mostly I'm terrified. Well, I, I'm also so so something that we should say since we should clarify that we're not health professionals. Oh yeah, mental health professionals, but also. I don't think anything that I say is true for me that I think could be generically true for a lot of people in similar circumstances. Never do I mean it's a blanket statement for everybody who's similar. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, like, obviously me too. I'm just talking yeah, about myself. Yeah, but I but I do think people do change. You know, do you know Nikki? Uh, on Facebook. On Facebook. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she has had all these changes in her life that have happened. And, and she, I think, sometimes on Facebook will talk about how she thinks that it happens through getting older. You s- stop caring about the shit that weighs you down so mm. much when you're younger that you're so concerned with what other people think. You're so concerned with with these outward things. Yeah. And it sh- it's starting to sh- really shift for me. And I and I think some of it is age and I think some of it is loss. It's not every day that it that I don't care what other people yeah. think or that I am empowered and who I am and what yeah, I look like. Yeah. But it, it's 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 palpable. Um, I'm going to say that I care more than I've ever cared before about whether or not other people like me. Really? Yeah, I really do. And I think that's because I'm trying harder. I'm trying harder to be a good person and honest mm-hmm. and kind and so it, it really feels like the whole thing with the job I recently got laid off from. Mm-hmm. I really feel so hurt by that mm-hmm. because I was like, that's about as best as I get. Like, that's as kind and as patient and as even tempered and as least eccentric as I can become. And it wasn't kind enough, even tempered enough, normal enough. And I for think them, but you, so you don't think that you're starting to to shift to look at things. Obviously, there's going to be some hurt there that that's hurtful, but to go well, maybe that's not the fit, and life is too short for me <gasps> to be around. Like maybe, sure. I mean, cognitively, but I gotta say, I feel this rejection way more. I have. <laughs> I've been laid off from many a job slash fired and it's never hurt me before the way this one has because I just think I'm bringing so much more of my authentic gotcha unsecured self in to a room with me yeah so it's it's harder yeah I mean if you're being vulnerable then then yeah and I just want to say who's told me to be vulnerable like I have a serious bone to pick with her Roxanne Roxanne. Roxanne Gay, right? No? Oh, is that who? Well, there's tons of people who talk about vulnerability. I think she has the famous I, I, I like that you're, no, you're talking about Brene Brown. Oh, that is. Who's Roxanne <laughs> wow. Gay? She's an author. She's wonderful. It's not Brene Brown, though, who told me to be. You know what? Brene. 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 <laughs> Way to go. I cry all the time now. <laughs> I'm joking. She's a genius. I have a podcast that only Lindsay White listens to. <laughs> We joke, and my sister might not even listen to this. So She'll we listen really to at least episode two. 
I feel like that's setting a bad tone. I want to manifest something greater than that. So listen. I do believe my sister's listening to this because she's supportive and she loves me. And I listen to her podcast that she's always a guest star on. But I think plenty of other people are listening. You know what? I think that this is a great balance for us. I think <laughs> you're going to assume lots of people are listening. And that's going to work for you. And it's going to manifest greatness. And I'm going to assume no one is listening. And then you'll be more open. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> then let's each live in our own realities. But really, isn't the whole part of this podcast is we do all live in our own realities. Yeah. But and that they're all connected. Yeah. Way through grief and loss and death. Yeah. We should get back to, to talking about dead folks. Uh, uh, sure. So except, except, okay, yes. A hundred. A hundred. But also a little bit. Like, isn't it? We kind of knew it would be what it just was. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day, which for me in my adult life when my mother was alive often was a major stress. Like like May sucked and and April was her birthday. So generally speaking, something would happen like around her birthday and we would get in a fight and we would stop talking and then we wouldn't talk until... Mother's Day came around and then I wouldn't do anything for it because we were fighting and then my dad would have to call and be like your mom's furious or heartbroken or whatever and then I would have to apologize and fix things and like send a present and so I was so resentful I hated the holiday so much um, and then we didn't talk for five years and then she came back into my life when she was sick and and you know that was like still stressful because it was just a stressful situation and then losing her now it's the weeks the marketing that goes into that holiday ahead of time it's like harder for me mm -hmm. than than any other time of year and it's it it hits me in a way that doesn't make any sense compared to like what it actually was for me mm. but I think there's something to be said when you lose someone that you don't have a perfect relationship with that you also lose the potential for that relationship to ever evolve into anything else when someone dies it it dies at where it died at yeah it's just it's what you're saying is resonating with me so much because I I worked I could I, the, I had a friend who had a floral shop so I could pick up some extra hours and I could work on Mother's Day, and I always need the money because I'm an artist, and that's a, I never have money. And I, I just remember her being so profoundly resentful, not only of me, but of the, of the man who ran the flower <laughs> shop, that when my brother got married, she said under no circumstances Could was that person allowed to do the flowers. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. Now, they were like, we're we're having our wedding in Lake Tahoe, so you've lost your mind. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But isn't that the most bizarre thing ever? Yeah, I mean, it's very human. I uh, guess, but, I guess, but, yeah. And then I remember too, like being really excited to work the first and have it not be a conflict. Mm -hmm. But and you know what's interesting? It hurt. Yeah. I was lonely for her. Yeah, I was lonely. Isn't that weird? And and I I was. I think I said to you, like, I always felt so guilty for missing her because I didn't really miss her enough when she was alive. And, of course, part of that's because now she's, like, an idealized figure who can't yell back. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a but. Well, there, I go, my sister and I talk about that all the time, is I, I definitely know I could have been a better daughter. But I also know she could have been a better mother. 
one of the things that I found most comforting is just, and I swear to God, I think she might have just sent this to me in a dream if I believe in spiritually loosey-goosey things like that. No harm. Uh, True, so true. Is that this unquestioning knowledge I have that she was doing her best and that she always did her best. Yeah. And like, so did I. Yeah. And I think that I kind of knew it, but now I know it. That that's that's the thing about grief is is allowing that space to acknowledge it's that what's that quote, you know, mm. everybody's hurting, so everyone's fighting a hard battle that seeing people for the first time in that way that okay, you're reacting in a hateful way or you're reacting in an obnoxious way or a loud way or whatever that doesn't jive with what I'm doing, taking the the millisecond in the back of your mind to go, what else is driving that? What else is behind that? Who else are you mad at? Your mom's thing with, with the flower shop and and her relationship to him and how it connects to you and how it connect, how, how her relationship to you connects to her own mother. And especially I've been thinking a lot about that generational trauma and what you don't learn from the people in the past, how that affects the people in the future. Yeah. And, I, my know. cousin Amber and I talk a lot. We're very close. We're like three weeks apart. We talk a lot about the generational trauma of just the Aiello side of the family. And I mean, it's, it's a doozy. But then, you know, add to that my mom's generational trauma and losing her mom at such a young age. And then her dad was a, a pervert. Yeah. And there's no telling, you You know, you go back even further than that oh, to grandparents. And who knows? Yeah. I mean, he himself had a, an injury that happened that totally shaped his whole life. Ugh. Everyone is carrying around their little suitcase of rocks. Yeah. There's some book which I, I I should learn all these things that I forget the names of so that like later I can post it when our time we do our recording she's gonna walk in with like a pay, a list of <laughs> I books. will I'll be like I just want to clarify um, or actually you know what it might not have been a book it might have been my sister's therapist I'll clarify this with her but they talk about it as um, a people having a grief backpack that they wear and that's you can literally see it physically on some people like the more the heavier that mm. that weight is on that they're you know and their shoulders are hunched and they're bent forward or I think some people though who are bent over like that just didn't get <laughs> enough vitamin C and or have bosoms that are very Do you know large. that I know you well enough when I was <laughs> telling that I knew you were gonna say something like that <laughs> oh so do we have any like closing thoughts about what we think we should leave Lindsay and whoever else is listening. <laughs> and the dozens of other listeners. Uh, with about regarding holidays and grief and loss. I mean, I don't think I have any actual wisdom, except if you're out there and you're going through it, I love you. And I, I, I hope that you can find somebody who can shoulder your backpack for a little while. Yeah, that, that we know holidays are hard, that lots of people know holidays are hard, and that this particular grouping of them that come in the winter are particularly hard there's no way to just be like hey make it easier but oh no but just know that other people are hurting and having these simultaneously sometimes better sometimes worse situations and I'm sure there's people out there who are listening to us and they're like no it's 100% worse it's just way worse and that's it there's nothing better out of it and to them I'm so sorry I can't even imagine imagine but no way out but through, right? No way out but through. <laughs> the one one thing that my family, and by my family I mean it's like my dad, my sister, her wife, and me, is 
during Christmas, we sort of tie in our New Year celebrations into and we try different things like either writing out things we want to let go or writing out apologies to ourselves or others and like burning them in a fire and and doing all kinds of different things like that to try to like let go of the previous year and also build new rituals to have since Mm -hmm. like all the old rituals we had as a family can't exist anymore yeah and that sort of helps redefine the holidays to be something different so they're not it's not just all this old stuff that can't be it's it's creating new ways to do like we go to the movie every christmas day now that's that's like a new thing that we've done since my mom hasn't been part of the family so that was a tradition that started while she was still alive but it's a new way to fill the time I love that. Yeah. We have a little jar of strips of paper that we write what we're thankful for and we put it in the jar and then we go around and read them. Yeah. It's kind of, that's cheesy. Everyone does that. No, it's not. Not everybody does that. I think that that's special. And it also goes back to the way you feel about the commercialization of the holidays and it really does make it what, you know, what our ancestors wanted it to be about, which was community and drawing together and we're not going to get through the winter without each other so we better figure out a way to make living inside this tiny cave work yeah i think that this is a natural end yeah it it feels like we covered this subject i would say that i'm probably going to make a some sort of social media platform page and then we could ask viewers listeners not viewers (laughs) although we did audio makeup although we both look really beautiful today just i mean mm. uh let's ask them my question would be and what i think i'll post is what is the hardest holiday for you Mm. to get through um since your big loss or losses is it is it an actual holiday or is it like an anniversary or birthday or something like that can i say that mine's my birthday because my dad your own birthday yeah because my dad and my brother don't remember but my mom always Mm. remembered she was solid for remembering Mm. She'd bully everybody into call, into calling. Yeah, you can say that. I think for me, the hardest is is her death anniversary date is the one that mm. that just stinks every year. Yeah. So on well, that note, <laughs> <laughs> know any good death jokes? We could end on a death, a morbid death joke. No, but I'm gonna have a whole bunch next time we do this. You better. So so many jokes about death. All right. Wait, okay, I want our I want Lindsay, our listener, mm-hmm. to finish this knock knock joke. Sounds good. Knock knock. Can I say who's there? Yeah. Who's there? <laughs> Do you want her to finish the actual joke? <laughs> I thought I had something, but then it Let's end there. <laughs> See you next time. Do oh. we have a subject for next time? No, we don't, but also can you cut all that out? No, oh, I wanna come keep on. it. We'll see. But wait, let's 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 figure out what we're talking about next time so we can, we can think about it so we can stew. We don't know. We haven't decided. Should we do an intro? Th- what I'm asking right now is if we can decide. Well, why do we have to do that on this? Okay. Well, next apparently time- <laughs> that's next idea that backfired. <laughs> next time I think we should talk about uh you know what we touched on a little bit that I'd like to touch on more complicated relationships. Like how navigating those yeah like like how how navigating grief is is different in a complicated slash maybe bad relationship than it is in a in a relationship where you just really you you, you're not as conflicted i love it 
Okay, that's what we're doing next time. All right. <sighs> this was rough. I mean, it was great. We'll get better, guys. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will try. I but I still don't know who we're talking. From here on out, I will actually hit the record button. So we've got that going. You didn't hit the record button no, last I, time. The first time. The first time you no, did. No, I hit it, but there was problem with the SD card and oh, formatting. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'm I'm really glad to end on that note. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Someone to love and say